Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. It's amazing, man. Three more wins and then we're good. No chance that we're losing now. We're, we're, we're buzzing now. We're buzzing now. Oh, we won this one. We're going to win it in seven. Seven? Yes. We'll take it to seven. In Toronto, in here. Least in seven, baby. Let's go. Least in seven. I'm a little nervous, but like I still have hope. You know, they played hard really tonight, so hopefully we're going to win the next three more. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot, but like, go Leafs, go, here we go. Huge win. I think they need to keep this momentum going to game five, game six. And bring it home, game seven. Yeah, yeah. baby, Leafs in seven, Leafs in seven. Leafs in seven. Yeah, it's, it's seven. we're coming back, yeah, we're coming we back. We got it, we got it. Uh, you know, just put on my lucky jersey. Every time I've worn this, they won. They won game six last round when I wore this, so I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm so glad that they finally got the one that they needed. Just got to keep this energy. It's finally coming back home. We got home ice. Yeah, I love hearing it. Hey now, welcome to After 9. That was the new Scott and Cat Show social correspondent Rick Lee at Maple Leaf Square last night. <laughs> He's great. He had a fun time. I want to start off with my poll results because I think based on that reaction, you guys could imagine my poll yesterday, most of you disagreed with me. The question was, <laughs> the question was, what would you rather as a Leafs fan if you knew that you were going to lose the series? Okay, we don't mean to be pessimistic. No, but I'm saying if you knew we were going to lose the series, what would you rather? Would you rather have lost in a sweep? And just be like, wow, we totally sucked. There was nothing we could do better. We, we suck, we suck, we suck. Or we couldn't have gotten it any worse. Or would you rather go to seven and lose? And I'd say about 24%, I'm calculating here because there were dozens of DMs I got. About 24% said sweep, loss. The rest all said I would rather them go to seven. Actually, great reasons why. And I want to point out, I think it was Justin who sent this in. Um, that it's the sports media in Toronto, especially, that gets really freaking annoying this time of year. Oh, they're so They nitpick, bad. right? They're yeah. nitpicky. They're nitpicky. Not all of them. There's some good ones actually out there that kind of see everything, see all angles and everything else. The other thing was my, my husband, who was very disappointed in me that I would even say this, by the way, because the organization itself needs to remain intact because they're doing all the right things. And he points out uh, Alexander Ovechkin as a good example of that. You know, went many years not getting a cup. Eventually it did happen and not, not much changed in that organization, just maturity. And that's what we need is maybe a little more maturity if this doesn't pan out. But there's still a chance, Scott, so it might. Are you suggesting that we just need to be patient with yeah. this group? Keep this, this group together. Like Nylander, Tavares, uh, Matthews, and Marner, the core four need to stay together, I think is what you're saying. Not just that, though. The organization as a whole. Like, don't say fire Dubis. Like, all that shit needs to go stop as well. It's the whole thing. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say we find out tomorrow at 9 a.m. Samson off, healthy, ready to go. Yeah. Does he get the start tomorrow, or you, oh, do yeah. you go back to Joseph Wall, who stood on his head in his first ever NHL playoff start last night and got the win against Florida? Yeah, if they're feeling good about Samsonov, I say put him in, of course. 
Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think Wall is hot. I probably would have left him. I, I might even go with him tomorrow and leave Samsonov on the bench for another game. Well, we'll see what happens. Is we're there- 0-3 with Samsonov, and we're 1-0 with Wall. And not that that means one's better than the other. It just means that we got the win with Wall. I think we got to stay with it. We got a win. Yes. <laughs> like win. everybody calm down. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they're going to put him in though. If he's, if he's better, if he's even there, right. They're going to, they're going to test it out though. They're not going to just throw him in willy nilly. Let's go over the schedule here. Everybody Leafs fans, in case you don't know, game five is going to be tomorrow, Friday night, Scotiabank arena game six, Sunday in Florida. Game seven is Tuesday in Toronto. One thing you may have noticed there, and it's a little thing. It's subtle. I did not say things like if necessary, I didn't say would be. Mm. I didn't say might. This is the way it's going to be. Game five tomorrow, game six Sunday. We will be playing game seven on Tuesday in Toronto. Leafs should probably plan for about a June 10th parade. Fabulous. That works for me and my schedule. <laughs> Lots to get to in this episode of After Nine. So, uh... I'm going to throw in a whole bunch of different topics, some of them fun, some of them heavy, but we'll weigh in where we can. And I want to start off with this. The new JD Power rankings are out, and our Canadian Airlines shit the bed. (laughs) It's a survey of passenger satisfaction across the North American Airlines. You don't say. The North American Airlines would include everything from United to Delta to Air Canada to JetBlue, Southwest, Mm -hmm. WestJet, Porter, the list goes on. WestJet, just in the North American Airlines, fifth, Air Canada, eighth. Ooh. Yikes. Ouch. They say passengers' dissatisfaction has been increasing for the past two years. It seems to have reached fever pitch, and the Canadian Airlines seem to be wearing it the most. What I'm not sure about, though, is is it really the actual flying experience, or is it all the shit that goes with it? I've... I like Air Canada. I go out of my way to fly Air Canada, and I know not a lot of people do. Why? What is it you like about it? The Maple Leaf Lounge, to be honest with you. Well, see, but that's not the flight, right? So I see what you mean. That's not the flight. That's the pre-up. I, <laughs> the pre-up to the flight, <laughs> if you have that, right? I also find, though, that Air Canada just has a lot of destinations. You know, I mean, hey, if I want to go to mm-hmm. Florida, I think every airline flies flights to Florida. But it's a little harder to get a flight into I don't know, Charlotte, North Carolina, daily nonstop. They don't have those sort of things, and I have to go to North Carolina now. So, you know, like little things like that, I just feel like Air Canada is good. Love the Maple Leaf Lounge. It's great, although they've stopped selling memberships because there's too many out there now. Yeah. Ugh. It can get crowded on busy days. Yeah, it really can. Yeah. Um, WestJet, I don't fly that often. I don't really know. But I'm wondering if people are really mad at the actual airline or are they mad at the fact that baggage took two hours yeah. and then lost their luggage anyway? That sort of shit. That's a great point because for me, when I, when I think about flying at any of those airlines you mentioned, I think it's worth it for me, I think, to save them. I'd rather save the money and fly the discount. They don't have as many direct, though. I mean, you made mention about how many flights Air Canada has. Like, for me, it's direct flights. I hate stopovers. I, I love them. I hate them. I hate them. I just want to get to my destination. Just I want to sit down in one seat. I don't care if it's four, five hours, six hours, whatever it is. Just get me there. Let's get this over with. I don't want to stop. And then you, I run the risk of you losing my luggage for a second time. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen there. I hate it. I hate waiting that long. So for me, I go direct route. But the plane experience itself, I got to say, like, I've done Swoop and Flair recently. I've done Air Canada in the past and all kinds of other airlines. I've done American before, too. I find them to be all... The same, if not, like, just very, very similar. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, sure, you get some water. 
on a, <laughs> on an Air Canada flight, but you're paying way more money. I uh, I just don't have high expectations for the airlines anymore. I just don't. I just want them to get me from A to B, and anything I do get, I just consider a bonus. Uh, they do say though that when it comes to uh, economy class flights, mm-hmm. Porter in particular, Mm. has made huge inroads in making people happy. Hey, you offer a few free drinks and you give out more than a half a cup of pop and and people are happy. Who knew? It goes a long way for sure. It's a good location if you do have to be obviously core. Uh, Downtown is where it flies out of too. It's It's a good spot. It's a good, I've flown Porter as well and I was, I was happy with it. Let me ask you a question about personal responsibility because I feel like a lot of people aren't actually accepting responsibility for their own actions. A woman in Massachusetts just won a major lawsuit. The highest court agreed that Patricia Walsh Green might have smoked less or even quit sooner had she not been led to believe that Marlboro Light cigarettes were safer than Marlboro cigarettes. What? She started smoking in 1971 at age 13. She developed lung cancer in 2013, 10 years After she stopped smoking, she figures it was because of the smokes. And she said she thought lights were better for you than regulars. And she thought because she switched to lights, she was good to continue smoking. Why do they call them lights? Like, what does that even mean, though? It's uh, a lighter intake. It's uh, like smaller. Are they physically smaller? uh, No, no. They're the same size cigarettes and they're the same danger cigarettes. If you inhale anything directly into your lungs other than oxygen, you're probably setting yourself up for the risk of things like cancer, emphysema, that sort of thing. But this woman smoked like a chimney. She was happy to keep doing it because she thought light cigarettes were the safer alternative to regular cigarettes. Thinking that in the 70s is one thing, but thinking that today is like dumb. I'm assuming, obviously, she said that because of the lawsuit. She won $37 million. I mean, but okay, then let's start taking... Are there other companies that do that, though? Because you know they're scrapping light. They're taking that word right out of there. Sure. Most of the cigarette brands, as I understand it, have a a light option or they'll have a smooth option, that sort of thing. And smooth sort of replaces light because smooth is the lighter effect when you inhale it. However, it's still just as bad. Cigarettes are full of shit that will cause cancer. That's just the way it is. But isn't it interesting that that change, that slight change of word, because you mentioned like smooth is kind of similar than light, but I guarantee you if she was smoking smooths and she could prove she was smoking smooths, this would be a different situation because the word light insinuates there's less of, right? It's less than. Whereas a word smooth is just, it just goes down smoother. It's not saying that there's any less. So there's, there's the big difference there. Because when you call it light, it's supposed to be, that means it's lighter. It's a lighter version. It's less than, which is why she won this lawsuit, no doubt. Well, let's talk about personal responsibility. At what point do you oh, accept yeah. responsibility for your own I'm actions? I'm actually surprised she won this much money. Like, that's insane. You smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. I, I'm assuming that's roughly the amount for like 30 years. It doesn't matter if they were regular or light. You yeah. chose to smoke cigarettes. You acknowledged that they were bad for you. You picked light because you thought they were better than regular. But they're all bad. <laughs> At what point do you look in the mirror and say, you know, I could sue the cigarette manufacturer, but it was my choice to light the cigarette. It was my choice to light every cigarette along the way. Why are we going after cigarette companies 10 years after she quit and trying to get that kind of money? And she actually got it. I'm just wondering what the equivalent would be for like drinkers. Like, would this be someone who had to get a kidney, like something happened there surgically, and then they blame light beer for it? Like, well, I thought if I had crushed 40 lights, 
It didn't matter. But now look at me. My liver's fucked. My kidney's fucked. Whatever it is. It's your fault. Like, where does it end, though? Really, when it comes to the light stuff that we know is still not really great for your body, right? Yeah, none of it's good for you. I, I don't understand what people don't understand. If you smoke cigarettes, it's totally your choice. You're an adult. You're entitled to do it. You're going to pay through the nose, and, and you're more than paying your share of, of health care. So for those people who say smokers shouldn't get health care, you should see how much taxes smokers pay. It's like 7 bucks a pack in taxes. Which probably makes sense, right? That makes sense. They should pay more taxes. Uh, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I don't think anybody should be paying more tax than another person because we're already set up just based on income to pay more than others, whether you use the services or not. In this case, smokers are prepaying when they buy those cigarettes so that when they do eventually need health care, and they probably will at some point, they've paid their share via the taxes. It doesn't mean it's any better for you. It doesn't mean it's good for you. It just means that you are willing to pay for the privilege to smoke and you're entitled to do it. But you can't go back then and sue the cigarette manufacturers. That's ludicrous that a judge agreed with this. Well, here's a question for you. This is in the States, correct? Yeah. Is their packaging different? We know here our packaging is intense for cigarettes. You got pictures of fucked up lungs and babies like uh, like gasping for air because you're a smoker. Do they have that same packaging and warning? Because I wonder if our warning label makes all the difference in the world compared to whatever's on the state, the packages in the States. You might know this because you go to the States often. Are their packages different there? No, they're still sm uh, selling regular smoke packages. So they're not, they don't have those graphic images and everything else on it? Not that I've experienced. See, and I think that that might make it, because I don't think this lawsuit would ever, my point is this lawsuit would never make it in Canada because we go so far out of our way to let people know if you're going to pick up that pack of smokes, look what you're in for, regardless of whether it says light on the package or not, warning, you know, you can't do this if you want if you want healthy lungs. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this could never happen here. But boy, oh boy, it might change the wording anyway for what they're selling here. Okay, did something a little heavier. Let's do something a little lighter now. Cat, today is now careful with that light word, Scott. Oh fuck! Don't fuck around. We're gonna do something smoother here. <laughs> it's national. <laughs> Today is National Eat What You Want Day. Okay. And they asked people, which would you rather? With a whole different, wide-ranging area of foods here. So we're going to find out which you'd rather. Sandwich or burger? <gasps> Can I say it depends on the time of the year and the time of the day? Can I say so it depends on the dumb. sandwich? And it depends on the sandwich, of course. Because the burgers, we all know what we're going to get with a burger, right? Right. Uh, I mean, in the summertime, I'm going to opt for a burger. In maybe lunchtime, I'm going to opt for something less heavy, which would be a, like a light sandwich. So I'm really stuck on this one. I don't want to be that person that just can't decide, but I really can't. Listen, we all need to accept something. We all need to put our guard down and just be honest with each other. Certain sandwiches are terrible. A Reuben may be fun to say, but it's a shit sandwich. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Peanut butter and jam, great sandwich. Really good. Would I want that over a burger? Hmm? Maybe. Depends on your mood, maybe. Clubhouse sandwich is trash. Oh, Everybody's no. got to stop the shit. Clubhouse <laughs> I, is garbage I used to love, between bread. I used to love Clubhouse. Or um, grilled cheese. You're a lazy fuck. You put cheese yeah. between two pieces of bread and you probably took a shortcut too. You probably toasted right. the bread and nuked it well, rather some, than put it in a pan like a normal person. Some chefs would tell you, you need more than just a slice of cheese and bread and butter. Like there's a lot more to a good grilled cheese sandwich and that includes different varieties of cheese inside it. So I'll say that much. I like, uh, you know, cheesesteak, you know, everybody knows what a cheesesteak is. A Philly. I think. Yeah. So I like the chicken version of that. I used to crush those. <laughs>
chicken cheese stick. A chicken but Philly? It's not, yeah. Wow. It's like a chicken Philly. That's great. Chicken and cheese? Yeah. All right. Pizza or French fries? Oh, that's easy pizza. I don't even like fries that much. 63% said pizza. And I should tell you, six out of 10 said burger over sandwich. Oh, okay. We like <sighs> we like the burgers and such. And pizza, that doesn't surprise me. Pizza satisfies everybody, doesn't it? Okay, but with pizza, pepperoni or just cheese? Pepperoni. It's a tie, 50-50. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. If you go and get two pizzas, one pepperoni, one just cheese, you've got enough there to please everybody. Everybody can find something they like there, except for the vegans, but we're not inviting them to the pizza party. <laughs> Waffles or pancakes? <gasps> Waffles. 50-50 tie. Okay. I would have said pancakes, yeah. actually. Yeah, okay. Cake or cupcakes? Uh, I'm going to go cupcake on that one. What's the difference between- they're tiny, like they're little bite size. You could like hold it in your hand. You can't hold a piece of cake in your hand. You just eat a little- Oh, fuck. I could show you some <laughs> shit. I could show you some shit. You'd be amazed what you, know you can what? do with a you, fucking cake. You, cake, I don't want to know. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it, all right? There's a scenario where you can actually balance a slice oh, right on your- stop. N- Never mind. Stop. Never mind. But yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go cupcake. I like that cupcake is kind of just prepackaged for you. You pick it up. Portion control is there, so you know exactly what you're going to get. Sometimes the frosting ratio is way too much. We need to stop putting so much frosting on cupcakes. It's gross at Preach. this point. It's disgusting. You're absolutely right. So aside from that, I'm going to go cupcake. Are you actually suggesting that a cupcake is better than cake because of portion control well, reasons? Well, because if you're, if you, first of all, if you're having, put yourself in the scenario of having cake, not being a gross person having cake, but you know what I mean? Having a slice of cake at a party. Okay. Put yourself in that scenario. Someone else is usually slicing the cake, unless you're in charge of the party. You don't know how big or small they're going to make it. Next thing you know, you got this whopping piece of cake and you ate the whole friggin' thing. Well, nobody told you to eat the whole fucking thing. No, but you probably are going to do it. (laughs) So if, and then you, or you're that person that's like, just give me a little sliver, right? That's the word that comes out of people's mouth. Just a sliver, please. Okay. And then you're disappointed when you get what you asked for. Yeah, you want five slivers. Don't fucking lie, Janet. I'll just cut you a big ass piece. 53% said cake. 47% said cupcake. This should be an easy one. Tacos? Hot dogs. Tacos? Why are we even putting these two next to each other? I know. It's not even a fair That's question, rude. really. Tacos came out on top there by you go. the vast majority. 77% prefer tacos to hot dogs. Great. Apples or oranges? Ooh. I'm going to go apples. They're cleaner. Cleaner? All yeah, right. they're cleaner. What oranges, do you mean cleaner? What do you, what do you, how do you, how do you, do even, you consider the how peel do you eat dirty? An orange? Yeah, you get your hands all messy eating an orange. What? You got to peel that back. Sometimes it gets juicy and your hands smell like orange, which isn't like the worst. But with an apple, it's just you make sure it's clean properly. You just eat it. You're right. 65% said apples. Okay. Just don't cook with apples because that's fucking gross. Apple pie is nasty. Wow. We're we're just slaughtering it today. You love those hot takes. Fuck your Reuben sandwiches (laughs) and your apple pie. (laughs) Fuck it. Imagine there's, you know what? There's, Don't even listen to the rest what? of this. Fuck you and get a there's new podcast. There's got three people at least right now listening saying that's my favorite sandwich and that's my favorite dessert. You guys are fucking assholes and I hate you. Broccoli or cauliflower? That's so easy for me. I love cauliflower. It's so versatile. You could do so many different things with it. It's a superfood. Cauli all the way. I agree with you. Cauliflower is great. I'm really into roasting cauliflower. Oh I love it. Yeah, a little so seasoning good. on there. Seasoning, a little oh, bit of oil. Buddy, yeah. 78% said broccoli, though. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I guess so. What are they doing with broccoli, though? It's just like broccoli and cheese, broccoli salad. Like, what are we doing with broccoli? Oh, I think they're like boiling broccoli and putting it on there's, the plate. Yeah, there's steamed broccoli. There's nothing wrong with that. I just like, if you ask me which one, I'm taking collie every time. Ice cream or popsicles? Easily ice cream. Easily. I- ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 87%. It was Ooh. the biggest percentage. 87% said ice cream over popsicle. When it comes to ice cream, vanilla or chocolate? I'm a vanilla girl myself. Really? Yeah. What is it? I like the taste of vanilla. And I'm a plain, I'm a plain basic bitch. Like, what, do you, what else do you want from me? I don't know. Because I'll tell you why. Two reasons. I'm basic. Second reason is I don't think chocolate ice cream ever tastes like chocolate. Like, it's not very, especially when you're talking about soft serve. Like, if you're giving me some gourmet something, I could taste the actual chocolate. But chocolate ice cream, I don't care who you are. It doesn't taste like ice cream. Or like chocolate, I mean. It doesn't. Like McDonald's chocolate ice cream doesn't taste like chocolate. I don't even know what that is. It's very, very close. 53% said vanilla. 47% said chocolate. What do you like? You're a swirl guy or something, aren't you? Okay, well, first off, I don't like regular vanilla. I like vanilla bean. Oh. Or French vanilla sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're fancy. And there's a big difference between regular vanilla and French vanilla or vanilla bean. You're right. You You know that difference. Yep. I would take those, but if neither of those was an option, I would probably take chocolate. I don't really care if it tastes like chocolate. It's cold and it's sweet, and that is exactly what I like in my life right around 8 p.m. We could all agree, though, if you like strawberry, you're probably a psycho. You're probably a sociopath. Who likes (laughs) strawberry ice cream? Grow up. Grow up. (laughs) Someone likes that on the side of their apple pie. I guarantee you. Yes, I love it. I like apple pie and strawberry ice cream. (laughs) That's my favorite combination. Listen, psycho. (laughs) Give us your address, (laughs) please. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thank you to everybody who came out to McHappy Day yesterday. I was, uh, I lived in Milton, Ontario for about 20 years, and I've moved away. I, I'm a happy resident of Burlington now, but I lived in Milton for a long time, and I built some, some strong friendships and partnerships, like with the Milton Hospital. And they asked me, hey, could you come out to McHappy Day and, and just say thank you to people as they're going through the drive through And I thought, fun. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I can do that. The least I can do is thank people for having a nice lunch and yeah, supporting the hospital. absolutely. So I did that. Good for you. I was talking to the firefighters. Milton firefighter crews, they're great. I'm all firefighters. I love them. But this crew in particular, I know a few of them and they're good. And I walked over as they were collecting donations and a couple of things stood out. If I, even though I was wearing the McHappy Day apron, if I walked up to a car in the drive-thru, some people wouldn't even put the fucking window down. Like, what does this guy want? (laughs) Firefighter walks up. Guy with an apron. Put the window up. Quick. (laughs) Firefighter rolls up. No problem. Windows down. Hi. Hi. 
Okay, I see what's going on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. You guys like firefighters, not radio DJs. Got it. Totally understand. But one of the firefighters turned around to me yesterday and he said, Scotty, it's a little concerning. How many cars coming through the drive through smell like cannabis? Oh. He said like every third or fourth car, you could smell a lot of weed. Oh. What? Did they do something about it? Like, did they do anything? Or do That's a weird scenario to be in, by the way, for a firefighter, because it's not like that's what they do. They right. don't pull over cars. I think we all know how this works. They have other jobs. Sure. And, and I think that firefighters understand their responsibility to the public as well. If somebody were in danger, they would obviously do what any of us would do, and they would alert the authorities via 911 or whatever else. Now, they're not going to pull anybody over, and I don't know that they actually sensed anyone was intoxicated, mm-hmm. but they said eh, probably every third or fourth car, you could smell a lot wow. of weed in there. Could have been a passenger, could have just been a an open container that wasn't recently smoked right. or inhaled. Right. I, I'm not going to, actually, I'm not even going to make up excuses for the people who do smoke and drive. I, uh, we all know we're not supposed to do it, yeah. but apparently a lot of people are doing it. Wow. Um, was it a gong show there? So much. Yeah. You know, they raised $15,000 last year at that location. And That's the goal great. this year was 20000 I don't have the totals yet, but as soon as I do have them, I'll uh, try and mention them on the show because it's such a great cause. Ronald McDonald <laughs> House, if you get a chance to support them, please do. My, my kids were so upset because I went to go into the drive. We had like a meet the teacher for kindergarten, my kids going in. My youngest is going into kindergarten this September, so we had that. And then I promised them, like, I'm gonna go get you happy meals. We'll go in there. There was a lineup to get into the McDonald's, basically. Oh wow! And then the drive-through was on the road. So I was like, nope. So McDelivery it was, but we certainly did. Uh, we did that as well. It's a really. I can't wait to hear the final totals. Like Scott mentioned, though, we'll mention those when we find out. This is controversial. The federal government has removed Terry Fox from Canadian passports. He's been replaced by the image of a faceless man raking leaves. Hmm. Just one of the many changes announced to our passports that will start rolling out this summer. Oh, don't you remember, though, that heritage moment that used to air on TV with the guy raking the leaves? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you remember that? What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Raking the leaves. The feds have also removed the images of... Vimy Ridge, a move being denounced by the Royal Canadian Legion. Uh, Vimy was replaced by a picture of a squirrel <laughs> eating a nut. Instead of the Quebec City I'm landscape, sorry. passport holders are going to see an image of a young Justin Trudeau himself really? swimming at Harrington Lake. Why? Man, it takes balls to say, okay, get rid of the Terry Fox, put me in there. Is it his decision? No. In fact, this probably never made it to the prime minister's office. I'm not even sure it made it to the minister's office. I don't understand how you as a staffer in the passport office or or whatever ministry that is, I don't understand how you could go to the bosses and say, I've got a great idea. This is going to be popular. Canadians are going to love it. Remove the images of Vimy Ridge and Terry Fox. Winner! Um, I who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> who pitched that and who said, oh, yeah, that is a good know. idea? Like, okay, so personally, I don't care what's in the passport. Who really looks at the passport pages unless you're working at the border or at the passport office? Even if, if they even look, they don't look. They look at the front page. That's it. Well, what do you read on a layover? It. Yeah, like, I don't notice it at all. Like, until you said it, I honestly didn't even realize Terry Fox. Now that you said it, I kind of picture it in my mind. Oh, okay, I think I've seen that before. I don't think we really need to care that much. It's not like we're... I don't think that there that there was any negative reason why we did it. I also don't think, though, that we need to have Trudeau swimming in the background. That's fucking dumb, too. A squirrel's cute, though. We can all agree. I'd love to know if there's actually any like research that was done. 
I could just picture that. Like, all right, guys, we did some research. Turns out Vimy Ridge, not cute. Squirrels, cute. People so, love squirrels. People love squirrels. When they're traveling, de-stresses them. Uh, if you did get a new passport recently, by the way, not one of these new ones that we're talking about, don't worry, your passport's fine. I just did that, by the way. Our whole house got new passports. You just hang on to them. You're going to have OG passports because 10 years is a long time to hold on to this. Oh, yeah. And this will be all changed over slowly but surely. But it's not like your passport's no good unless it expires. I'm wondering if this is going to be like the federal government's blue license plate scandal where they roll this out and then there's so much backlash that they end up having to reel them all back in. And then you end up with like only a handful of people have got the new one where everybody else can't get them because they're no longer on the mark. It's a weird thing, by the way, because some people are still driving around with that blue one. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit because wh- why would they? It's not their fault. It's a legal license plate. You're allowed to use yeah. Yeah. It. It's just we don't sell them anymore because you can't see them at night. Turns out that's a big fucking problem. I still can't believe that, by the way. Like, no research was done there at all. We looked at it during the day only, sir. <laughs> we didn't realize. What a stupid thing. Well, there are some people, and, and let's represent this side of it, too, because I, I happen to, to sympathize with them. There are people out there who say that this is yet another effort to try and erase our history, to try and and turn away the past and make everything very generic and homogenous and, and taking away the images of Vimy Ridge and Terry Fox and some of those historical things is, is feeding into that narrative. So let me play for you about a minute and 20 seconds of yesterday in the House of Commons. It actually got very heated. Prime mm. Minister Trudeau got angry. And Pierre Polyev had the last laugh. I want to hear this. Listen to this. The question was, why is he deleting our veterans from our history? Why is he deleting the 3,598 Canadians who gave their lives so that Canada could have freedom and victory at Vimy? He's erasing them, and with that, he is insulting all of our veterans. The Prime Minister... Why, was, why will the Prime Minister not stand up for our history, get connected to reality, and keep the images in our passport that make us so proud to be Canadian? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Right now, Mr. Speaker, veterans across the country are being reminded of what the Conservatives did around veterans. They wrap themselves in the flags and the symbols anytime they can. But in fact, they nickeled and dimed our veterans. They used them for photo ops. They shut down nine veteran service offices across the country uh, so they could try and save a little money through cuts. The fact is, Mr. Speaker, the Conservatives have always disrespected veterans while they wrap themselves in the image. We're going to continue to deliver for the veterans every single day. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Despite, despite that high school drama production, Mr. Speaker, he just closed every single veteran's office in Canada by causing the biggest strike in Canadian history. But back to the... That's all I'll play from that. Wow. Passionate on both sides. Wow. Let me just say that they're actually both right because our veterans have been treated like shit for years. We do nickel and dime them. We did and we do. And it's a horrible look for a country that says they support their veterans, but we really don't show it. Mm -hmm. As for the passport, you know me, guys. I like compromise. I really don't understand. If the government truly does want, and they say that this is meant to be more colorful and generic, replacing eminent Canadians with faceless figures working and playing in natural Canadian landscapes. We could have a page 
of squirrels and raking. <laughs> we could have a page that has some Vimy. We could have a page that has Terry. There's what, at least 20 pages in every passport. I don't understand why there wasn't a compromise here. I don't understand why we had to get rid of one to make the other. It doesn't make sense to me. But again, I don't know that this even got fully approved. Because if I were sitting in that room and, and some intern came in and said, people are going to love this. We're going to get Terry Fox out of our fucking passports. I'd, th I'd say, no, you're which, not. Yeah. No, you're not. Which I'm sure. And uh, I mean, it's you know what? It's a good lesson for everybody because I had no idea how this works. So apparently it really doesn't go all the way up the chain when you change a passport. And I've learned that other people are very passionate about it. For me personally, it's not like I see that as they're trying to erase history. I understand why people are, though. But for me, I'm thinking it's more so them trying to be like, let's be inclusive, which is also an odd thing to, to think. You know what I mean? Because Canada is Canada and history is a part of that. I just thought that there were some know. things as Canadians we could agree on. Yeah. I thought we could all agree that a source of pride is Terry Fox. Sure. I thought we could all agree that even though it was a military win... Our success at Vimy Ridge is something that we as Canadians are proud of. Right. That was our contribution to a free world. You got to put Terry Fox on a bill now. And now they have right? to. They have to. He's got to go on the $5 bill. If they take him out of the passport and snub him from the $5 bill, oh, holy boy. shit, that will not go over well. Uh, running low on time, so I'm just going to run a couple of health things by you. Uh, three health things. You ready? I'm ready. Marijuana appears to significantly increase young men's risk of developing schizophrenia. Oh. Up to 30% of schizophrenia cases among men aged 21 to 30 are related to heavy and problematic use of marijuana. The study also found a tripled overall risk of schizophrenia linked to cannabis use in young men compared to women. 15% of cases of schizophrenia in men, 16 to 49, might have been avoided in 2021 they say by preventing cannabis use, hmm. it was 4% among young women. When you, um, maybe you don't know the answer to this. I certainly know not a lot about it. So I'll ask this question with you guys knowing that I don't know a lot about it. When you are diagnosed with schizophrenia, is there, are you, are you with, that's with you for life, no? I do believe, so, as far as I know. So they're saying that research shows that doing this less at least may, because that's, it's not like there's take backsies is my point. Like, yeah. it's not like they'd be like, don't worry though. Tomorrow you just stop smoking. That's not really how it works, right? I, I no, it doesn't. And, and your condition will go away yeah. as soon as you stop yeah. with the weed. No, I, I tend to think here, I, I think, and I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I think that this is a little misleading. I don't yeah, think that- I wonder that too. The survey seems to imply that if you smoke a lot of cannabis in your 20s, you're gonna, you've got a, a much higher risk of developing schizophrenia. I tend to think you probably already had it in you and the cannabis probably brought that to light. Correct, yeah. Or you you were attempting to find a coping, a way to cope with it without going on the drugs or looking into it, right? Yeah. That's a possibility too. I, I wouldn't necessarily run out and say that it's causing it and yeah. that's what this article seems yeah. to imply. Uh, yesterday, an FDA advisory panel in America unanimously approved allowing the birth control pill to be available over the counter in the U.S. for the first time. They came to the decision after two days of public meetings, mostly centered on if people could safely and effectively take the pill without professional supervision. Experts on the panel said they were confident they could, and the benefits of making the pill more widely available far outweigh any risks. Can I just say, I think a lot more drugs than currently are should be available over the counter. The pill is probably a great one. 
I think there's a lot of people who probably could and should be on the pill that are afraid to go to their parents and say, I want to be on the pill. And there's a lot of parents who, if they found out their kid was on the pill, would lose their mind and create a whole bunch of drama. I think if you need it, you need it. You shouldn't really have to go to your parents and ask Ooh, for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, disagree. I think, I mean, this is coming from someone who was on it and had extreme medical it was it was a terrible experience. Extreme migraines, really bad. I know people who went on it and had blood clots, like all of the bad things, okay? And those are all in the risks and the warnings. So to have someone just stroll up who doesn't understand fully or is educated fully on it and grab those and just use them, that part kind of scares me. I do think that something should be in place. And the morning after pill is one of those things that I'm grateful is um, non-prescription, um, that people can get that if needed. But the actual pill... There's a lot of concern there for me uh, from a medical standpoint because this, these are things you need to talk to your doctor about first and get the education that you absolutely require before you put this in your body. And also the other things that you do along with that. Like there's going to be people mix, potentially mixing that with other things that are seriously life-threatening. <laughs> so there's a, that part, and I don't know if there's an age on this, and I hope there is. You know what I mean? I, I hope there is. I'm not sure if you have that information or not. Well, I just hope that the pharmacists are doing what pharmacists are supposed to do. And there's no reason to think they won't. Hey, when a pharmacist dispenses any drug, they warn you about possible side mm -hmm. effects. They warn you about interactions. They warn you about not mixing it with this or that. They'll tell you the, the basics. Like, it's got to be taken every day at the same time. All those reminders you get from the pharmacist. This is just basically, you don't have to go to the doctor and get a full physical every time you want to go on the pill or anytime you need to renew a prescription. So this would basically allow you to just get it over the counter, mm -hmm. much like you would uh, anything else. Yeah. And when I say over the counter, you still need to go to the pharmacist to get right. it. It's not going to be on the right, shelf. Right, right. You just don't need to go yeah. in there with a script from a doctor. It's not sitting there next to the Tylenol or anything. Exactly. Um, one more thing of note on that, though, is I will mention it's expensive, right? So I don't believe you would have a lot of young people going up and doing it because with benefits and everything else and coverage, you would need parents' permission for that. A young person wouldn't necessarily have that, and that's expensive. It's, I don't know how much it costs in the U.S. if there's any difference, but obviously we have we have some health coverage here that helps out a lot too, but it's expensive. So I don't imagine a lot of people will just be able to afford it anyway, to be honest with you. Less than here, we have, what was it, the second or the seventh most expensive drugs in the world mm -hmm. in Canada. It's really bad. Okay. Last thing, an experimental skin patch is showing promise in treating toddlers who are highly allergic to peanuts by training their bodies to handle an accidental ingestion of peanut. That allergy is one of the most common and dangerous food allergies. Parents of allergic tots say they're constantly on guard against mm -hmm. exposure, and that can turn birthday parties and play dates into ER visits. There's no cure for it. The only treatment is for children four and older who consume a special powder that helps protect against severe reactions. This patch, named Viaskin, mm. delivers that kind of treatment through the skin. Instead, they say it's safe and effective for toddlers to get over peanut allergies. No, oh, I really like that. Any Great. any movement that we can make in that area is good because I couldn't imagine being a parent of a child deathly allergic to anything at all. But I mean, peanuts are one thing that gets brought up or tree nuts, whatever. It's one thing that gets brought up uh, often. And doctors will even tell you now the way that they the way that they've encouraged people to expose their babies, their infants to peanut butter has changed through the years because they have found the more exposure at a younger age, the better. Talk to your doctor, please. But for example, what I would do with my babies when they were babies is I would have peanut butter 
and then just like give them kisses and shit like that and see what happens. Cause you gotta eventually, you gotta figure out whether your kid has something or not. Right. And there's good ways to do it. And then you don't want to find out the hard way and the bad way when there's no one around or no help around. Right. You kind of got to be prepared for that stuff. But anyway, any, any movement we can make there is good. I'm going to tell you something as someone who does have anaphylaxis, I carry an EpiPen with me. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It sucks having to everywhere you go. Oh, fuck. Where's my EpiPen? Got to make sure I have my EpiPen just in case. And I don't have a a shellfish allergy or a peanut allergy, those common ones. I'm allergic to a specific kind of drug. So unless uh, you invite me over to your home and you're cooking with Advil or Aleve or something (laughs) like that, there's really no danger for me. But because I have it, I carry that around with me. Sure, It's a pain in the butt. It's also extremely expensive. They expire, some of them after a year, some of them after two years, and you have to replace those. So I'll say this anytime I get an opportunity, just in case the decision makers are listening. If we're going to make naloxone available and free to anybody who wants it because it saves lives and because people who use illicit drugs may need it to save their life, Why in the holy shit are we still charging people for an EpiPen, which is the exact same thing? In a dangerous situation, that EpiPen will save lives, and yet we make people pay, what is it, 120 bucks for one Mm -hmm. injection. And if you don't happen to use it, it expires and it's useless, and you've just wasted 120 bucks. I think EpiPens should be free and available everywhere if you have people over, or you run a daycare or something and there's anaphylactic people that may or may not come in there, you should be able to get it. If you run a business, maybe it's a restaurant, you should be able to have, just like you can go into a pharmacy and get naloxone in case somebody ODs in your restaurant, you should be able to have an EpiPen and you shouldn't have to pay for it. This should be included because it saves lives. And people who have anaphylaxis know time is of the essence. If you don't get that shot from that EpiPen quickly, you could die. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. EpiPens should be free and they should be available to anybody who wants them, whether they're trying to be available if somebody around them goes into anaphylactic shock or if they themselves could go into anaphylactic shock. Please make it free. I don't even know if that's federal or provincial, but somebody worked Someone. on that. Yeah, sure. You know, you, know I'm, you know I'm right here. It's common sense. If you're going to make some drugs available because they save lives in a hurry, then all drugs that save lives in a hurry should be available. And on that, we'll say... Hey, thanks everybody. Go Leafs, go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I believe Dave Blizzard is coming in. We believe that every Thursday. We confirm it on Fridays when he walks in or doesn't. (laughs) I think he'll be here. (laughs) Have yourself a good one, friends. Enjoy that sunshine.